We in the building. It's your boy, K the Infinite. We here, the Infinite Man. I'm gonna be serious. We got we got the the main man here. Introduce yourself. Yo, which camera man? I'm here. You're here. I'm here. Oh, what's going on? My name is Quirky. Um, yeah, man. Friend of of, of K. I do a couple of bits and bobs. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm happy just, to be here, man. I'm just out here. You know, I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know me bad now. If you don't, you don't. Simple as that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we got the man Kwaku Dapa here. Um, yeah, like I've been looking forward to this one because you do some interesting things, and um, yeah, like I thought we kind of deviate a bit from just the music, the music side. And oh uh, no, I love chatting about music though. I can't lie. Yeah, so if you we might just ruin this whole plan, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, uh, if, 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 if it can work his way in, I'm happy yeah, to chat can, about music. We, so we, like, we can yeah, freestyle yeah. that for yeah, sure, for nah, sure. Nah, nah. Actually, yeah. So we were talking about is, is hip hop a religion? So mm. I, I want to see what do you think. Oh, right, we kicking off like that. Okay, because yeah, I caught the tail end just for context. I caught the tail end of your conversation yeah. with, um, previously. Um, I'd say no. Um, just because I feel like <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like it depends how you define religion for for um, initially. Like right. for religion, I think there's core principles that have to be the foundation for that religion. Mm. Um, and religion has well as yeah religion should give you a path of how to live your life essentially mm. um hip hop i think is a um a culture right um yeah it's, you it's an art form yes, you know what i mean keep, keep talking, keep talking. yeah it's <laughs> an art form there's a culture <laughs> behind it right um but it doesn't give you a path there's no morality there's no like okay these are certain rules that you need to follow in order to be um, to live a good life or to live, mm. do you know what I mean? Um, by these, by you these don't principles. think there's morality in hip hop? Uh, Come on, you got you got people living the future lifestyle. You got people living like is that a good Kendrick lifestyle? To lifestyle? Is that what morals is, though? Is yeah. Like, what does the Bible say? Um, you don't have those things, yeah. You're not allowed to flaunt that. Nah, I'm gonna stop talking in it. <laughs> but it's true, like there's 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 no clear morality within yeah, hip hop. There's certain rules, I guess, as far yeah. as like how you engage as an artist. Right. But as far as like as a listener and adherent to, you know, the the music, someone that loves the music, or whatever, it's like there's no like rules mm. really too tough. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, me, I, I think it is. But that's as from an artist standpoint, because you, you have a craft, you have a daily practice or freestyling and writing and, you know, like there's, there's like a tenant to it, you know, mm. like. I've got something to say though, real quick. Okay. I mean, you didn't speak about this before, but like, obviously you see, you're talking about writing. Mm-hmm. In this day and age, there's a thing called a ghostwriter. <laughs> yeah. So... Like, what scripture are you reading? You're reading the next man's scripture. Not yeah. you, personally. Like, yeah. I'm just saying that there's some people out here that will just pull up to the studio like this, get the microphone in front of them, mm. whack their phone, let me get my phone for the prop, and start singing the next yeah. man's tune. But some conspiracy theorists would say that the Bible was written by um, Shakespeare. They oh, said wow. Shakespeare, you remember? That's you remember, the first time I remember? heard that one. You never heard that one? No, 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 King James was Shakespeare because it was the way that the Bible was written. It was written in the way Shakespeare um, wrote his um, plays and stuff like that. 
So that, mm. that's a conspiracy. The way it was translated, anyway. I guess, yeah. for, the, for the King James Version, maybe. Yeah, yeah. for the King James like, Version. Yeah, like, obviously. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But we can, we can go to Jerusalem and do a podcast if you want. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you're authentic <laughs> one, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Give us yeah. a couple years for the budget, but we'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. Nah, that's, that, that topic's like, it, it could go off forever, innit? But we're, we're here to talk about you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> talk about you. So, yeah, please tell us a bit about what you do. Um, yeah, I know so you do a few different things, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say in like a sentence, I guess. I think mm. um, one other friend slash mentor of mine, um, shout out uh, Andy Iam, like I've heard him describe himself as a career portfolioist, portfolioist. Okay. And that's like, I think the closest match for what, as far as like a label that I can mm. slap on what I do. So um, on one aspect, I'm an entrepreneur. So I have a, a business type of chocolates right. um, that I run with my brother and my sister. Um, mm. I didn't know your sister was involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's she's um, kind of like behind the scenes with a lot of the social media stuff. Um, okay. A lot of kind of creative elements and suggestions around around how we operate. She she like plays into it. It's a family operation, isn't it? Like yeah. when we kicked off the business, we were all living in the same flat in it. Like our parents had already um, moved back to Ghana. Oh, okay. And um, we were like we shared a flat before um, prior to me getting married. So yeah, everything would be like boom, have an idea. We've just been in the kitchen talking to the da. Mm. Um I mean I can go go through the whole origin story of that for chocolates separately, but like mm. um it's yes, this is is a free a free man operation. So yeah. like yeah, free man slash woman operation. Right. What's the um, power of keeping it in the family? Um that's a good question. I think um a lot of people ask like, oh like when you have a business with your like your brother, because we tend to be more the face of it to be fair, like mm. how what's that like? And for me, I feel like who do you trust more than your family for the most part? Okay. Uh, I got family members I don't trust. No, 100%. Of course, of course, of course. There's always going to be instances and there's not every single family member that I, I gel with like yeah. that. Don't get yeah, me wrong. No, of course, but like, yeah. as far as like, you go into business with someone, of course, there has to be the fundamental, like um, you have a, a similar shared vision that you're both bought into. Mm -hmm. You're both putting in as much work as, as necessary to keep things going right. you br all bring in different skills and um, strengths towards the team mm. um, but then with family as well it's just like when you're going through the messiness of having a business and running a business you need a strong foundation that's going to keep you together and right. family is like one of the strongest bonds especially this my brother like me and him are 15 months apart we shared a room up until like our early 20s do you get me so like okay, yeah. um, we know each other really well um, mm. so it's just yeah we can just kind of vibe off each other and a lot of times he'll come up with an idea I'm like oh I was thinking the same thing vice versa mm. um, even though we have I think different approaches to like life and um, personalities mm. but we, we kind of like on a lot of things we have similar values I'd say mm. yeah um, okay. so keeping the family is important because yeah as far as like keeping strength when things are going badly like you need you need something that's going to pull you together and yeah, there's not many bonds tighter than family. That's true. Yeah. Apart from yeah, Kiffa K, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I guess besides Dapper Chocolates, yeah, a couple of other stuff I do with um, uh, I manage uh, entrepreneurship programs for startup community called YSYS. It stands for Your Startup, Your Story. Yes, yes. Is that um, what it means? Yes. It's not. When I first applied for the role, though, I was like, wow, like, yes, yes, that sounds sick. But um, now, nah, so why is, why is um, your startup, your story, 
um, essentially okay. startup community support um, people from diverse backgrounds to get into careers in tech and also creating startups from okay. the tech space as well. Um, so I've been doing that for a couple of years as well. <clears throat> Ran a few accelerated programs for like 18 to 24 year olds that want to mm. create startups. Um, okay. And have a podcast as well, Over the Bridge podcast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, did started that maybe in 20... Ooh, maybe it might have been 2017 I think mm. 2018 with um, three of my friends that I met at, at uni mm. um, and yeah just those are the kind of main three things I juggle I do little bits and bobs outside of that writing and what have you but mm. um, yeah it's, it's hard to say in one sentence I have to go into a long story <laughs> well, as, yeah, as, yeah, as yeah, you can tell yeah. cause, um, it shows that you've done a lot because yeah. there's some people they say what do you do nothing <laughs> so yeah. you know what I mean like you're, you're showing that you, you actually do a lot and it sounds really interesting as well no mm. thank you man yeah. I try to balance it sometimes it feels a bit like is is as far as like it's, it's nicer when you can just save a label oh I'm a writer or mm. I'm yeah. a rapper or I'm this I'm a lawyer or whatever mm. there's there's some benefit that comes towards that but um, yeah keep it interesting I don't think I'm I'll have so much interest in different things it will right. be hard for me to just do one thing and be you know completely happy I just have to juggle a few things you mm. know? how do you plan your time oh man um probably not as well as as I, as I can honestly like <laughs> right. um it looks it looks it I it's is it's quite difficult I won't lie so at different times one thing might have more priority over another yeah of course. um but what I'm thankful for is that I a lot of the things I do work on is that they're all team efforts so like mm. When um, Dapper Chocolates, um, when when like say some other things I'm working on requires more time, my brother can do the heavy lifting on Dapper Chocolates, which he's done for like at, at different periods. Like he's been more kind of like um, leading on it, and then in other aspects as well of the podcast, for instance, I have three other guys. So like I produce the podcast as well, so I do all the, like the editing and little bits, just like self um, taught. But okay, um, when required, someone else will pick up the slack or whatever the case is so as far as um organizing time is just like being intentional with okay what are the things that you need to do um i've started recently trying to prep like my weeks ahead like just having a look at the calendar on a sunday and say okay boom this is going on mm-hmm. and just allocate time but for the most part i've been freestyling i won't yeah. lie it's mm-hmm. been it's been a lot of freestyling just juggling and trying to make it work do you know what i mean All right. yeah. do you prefer to work towards a schedule or do you prefer just freestyling it because i feel like with freestyling it's more exciting sometimes because mm. you just wake up and say, what am I doing today? Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> but it could be stressful at the same time because you're one side of London, another side of London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, you're right. Um, I think sometimes I've, I kind of crave having some form of system mm. or like routine so that I can mm. kind of just wake up and be in a flow and kind of kind of get to it. But um, other times, yeah, it's nice to kind of wake up and not have the burden of thinking okay i have to like, to being too restricted and regimented with how i approach yeah. um life and, and and how i move with things so um i think it's, it's nice to get a good balance i think one thing that i do try to keep up is some form of morning ritual mm-hmm. okay. because i'm a strong believer like if you if you start your mornings right then the rest of your day can like can, yeah. can flow, flow quite properly. nicely you know i mean yeah. get a few early wins and then you know whether that's like okay cool wake up um for me, like I, pr- I try to pray in the morning. Um, uh, I used to do like uh, like breathing exercises, meditation, like different mm. things. I've, I've 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 you know tried and tested over time. 
cold showers like little little mm. things yeah, i've done that i know that like yeah. as far as like biohacking and all that kind of stuff i've, I've been into that as well so yeah. mm. but having something that you do morning to kind of get you in the right mind state is is like a strong start i think yeah you can't have your first win at 5 p.m do you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day nah. yeah. yeah man and i just don't like that feeling of floating too much because mm. i'm i'm i get quite um sometimes people might say i'm a bit hard on myself as far as like if I don't feel like I'm using my time appropriately, if I'm mm. not being efficient, if I'm not being productive. Okay. So like, yeah, I need to do something where I'm at least like, okay, cool, at least like I tick a couple things off before I, I crack on, you know. Mm. Yeah. So what's your thoughts on the hustle culture? Like, I, I, I don't know if you saw on, was it on Twitter or something? I saw like a, a clip from some podcast and it was like some, I don't know, 16 to 18 year olds and they were talking about... Um, uh, if you're 16, 17, or 18, and you're still living with your, living off your parents, then you're 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 not a man. People and, are tapped, man. Yeah. Like, who, who said this? Yeah, this was like it's like a podcast. I don't know. I don't know what or not a podcast. It's like it's like a new kind of back chatty kind of. Mm. Wait, is this into UK based? People? UK based. Yeah. So yeah. What, what were they doing at 17? Yeah, exactly. Because I was so a EMA. Well, firstly, how old are these people that are saying these stuff? Are they? I like, think they're like eighteen. So d- yeah. them, they themselves are in that boat, and they're saying, yeah. So they're basically saying like, you need to be on your hustle, your grind uh, like, from when you're sixteen. Like you shouldn't. Yeah. Nah, hustle culture. Yeah, is there's it, it can be. I get it. Like, mm. of course, you have to be about because what is is like you can't wait for people to do things for you mm. like if you have a vision you have to be kind of out there out there of course. do you know what I mean and making it work for you you as an artist you know that like mm. and, and just in any career in any field you want to get into like you have to kind of make your own luck and whatever you so I mm. get it from that respect um, but it, there's a there's a very toxic element to it like mm. to always being on on like literally just on, always being yeah, on. on like you know yeah. what I mean not being able to tap off uh, like switch off not be able to like be present in other moments where say you're with family or with like other loved ones mm. and your head is somewhere else because you're always thinking about whatever you're you're working towards so mm. right there's there's a, there's a toxic element that like with everything i think there's a lot of balance that's required right um you need to be able to turn off the hustle and and do normal stuff as well and we're human like we're not always we're not built to just be working. Yeah, you know yeah I mean? of like, course. Some, working. some people are robotic. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, like, in their process, and it's a bit, it's weird, because you know when you're in a chill space mm-hmm. and you're trying to link up with people in that same environment, when someone's talking about work or something else mm-hmm. or yeah. how they can get something from you in that moment, yeah. <sighs> yeah, time and place, man. I think that's that's what it boils down to, time and place. And I think in the startup space as well, like it, like he's, what you just said about not knowing if... S- having an interaction with someone and feeling like mm. they're trying to get something from it like it's very yeah. transactional like yeah, that's, 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 yeah. A, like, that's a negative side of it so mm. I don't really like like kind of that that multi-level marketing ACN type of culture you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, buy yeah. this 800 pound product and yeah, yeah. join uh, the pyramid scheme but it's not pyramid scheme, scheme. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that kind of pyramid scheme product yeah man yeah, like toxic pod- productivity or whatever they call it yeah, yeah. There's yeah. something, there's something, there's something to it, man. And it, especially when social media kind of like proliferates it. Whereas, if you if if you see other people doing stuff that or having stuff, or at least you have the depiction of that, because there's only a snippet of the day where mm. they're at a meeting or mm. whatever. More time is people showing, looking like they're doing stuff, and probably doing less than less, actually showing. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. But at the same time, 
as a, a young person, if you're seeing certain things, that's going to kind of put pressure on you and feel like, oh, I'm not where I need to be. Or, mm. And even like at my age, at 28, like I might, I'm, I'm still susceptible to these sort of things, even as clued, as up, clued up as I am about it and conscious right. of it as I am. I can see stuff that I might be on Instagram and feel like, rah, like this person done this or done that. And I'm yeah, like, oh, okay, like, yeah. I need to, do you know what I mean? So sometimes it can be positive if you use it for fuel and, and it can make you like, Get get on your job and whatever, but if mm. it becomes a thing of comparison and it it kind of depresses you, mm. then then you got a question like, okay, cool, yeah. is, this, is this really working for me? Should I shut a little bit? And do you know what I mean? Yeah, they say comparison is the thief of joy. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, I never yeah, heard that yeah. saying either, but it made sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was facts. That was yeah. that's on there. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, man. So I think at this point, like, obviously one of the main things we spoke, uh, we spoke about was dapper chocolates. Mm. Yeah, like take us on the journey where did that obviously like you said you explained a little bit of where it started but take us from the very beginning yeah um so it was what, 2016 mm-hmm. um i was in Ghana at the time mm-hmm. um i was in on a chale do you know what i mean <laughs> I, had a chale on and I was chilling on the veranda do, do you know, do you know what the funniest thing is about that as well it was literally just before um we voted for brexit Mm. Oh. So I was in Ghana you're thinking, Rah, should I even come back? Yeah. Long, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I could bake off here, this is nice. Yeah. But um <laughs> yeah, I was in Ghana at the time. I was I was um, on a program that was supporting entrepreneurs that wanted to set up um small businesses in the community right. as with like a social enterprise. And I was leading a little team of um yeah, young people that were kind of working within the community as well. Mm. And um one time I was in a hotel, I was chilling, um, got a call from my brother. And he just basically pitched this idea out of nowhere. So he had been in Ghana as well um, a few months, maybe like a month prior. So we kind of crossed paths, but like he, I think I might have missed him by a few days or whatever. Right. And he'd visited my um, my mum's hometown, Sesuyoso, which is in like Western region of Ghana. Okay. And that's where a lot of the cocoa in, in Ghana is actually grown. Mm. Um, and he visited my, uh, my uncle took him on a tour of um our grandmother's farm right and a few little places where um you know people generations but like you know a few generations back people kind of been growing cocoa and that's like the main cash crop within the economy of ghana as, mm. as a lot of people know so ghana's the the second biggest exporter of cocoa mm. um who's number one ivory coast okay. so next door Literally our neighbors door, do you know yeah. what i mean yeah the Côte d'Ivoire. do you know yeah. what i mean um so i don't use them french names no they do yeah, yeah, they they do use yeah, it. They yeah, shouldn't yeah, use it. No, Côte d'Ivoire is they actually want people to use that as their official name. Ivory Coast is not supposed to be used anymore. Okay. Same yeah. with um Cape Verde, it's supposed to be Cabo Verde. Okay. Or Cabo Verde, yeah. Geography things, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um that 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 um he yeah, sorry, he called me, boom, we're getting the phone, he tells me, uh oh, listen, um yeah, I was just with Uncle, boom, I got this idea, let's like make chocolate i'm thinking this is just completely out of the, because you know what i mean like we're two 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 guys from south london typically you're not hearing two black guys from south london start a chocolate company yeah. or whatever right. the case is. but it made sense when he pitched it because it's like this is this has been the bread and butter of our family like coming mm. up this is what's paid for school fees for my mom or whatever the case is like people yeah, growing yeah. what comes from the land and 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 selling it and the problem that we have and a lot of um, developing nations, so-called developing nations have, is that um, 
we have all these raw materials all these goods that the rest of the world needs but we don't produce anything from them we don't process it don't we just grow it and just sell it yeah, do you know what i mean yeah. so we're seeing a tiny percentage of the value of what is grown from mm-hmm. our soil do you understand so with the on the plantation that your family have who was the cocoa getting sold to so um, initially before yeah well it's a funny one in ghana um the industry is nationalized so mm-hmm. you have the ghana cocoa board who essentially buy all the cocoa from the, the the growers in the country and then they kind of strike cut the prices and sell to all these various companies mm-hmm. um there are some companies that have direct relationships with um producers okay mm-hmm. um, like like chocolate producers but for the most part they kind of have a set price this is the price you're going to get for this particular harvest sell it get money that's for subsistence based living so yeah. that's to literally just exist you know what i mean so okay. not there's not a lot of people unless you own uh, multiple farms where you're you're really seeing like a, a like big money from from what you're doing as a grower mm. and the vision really for us was okay cool how can we produce something that adds value mm. which is the chocolate itself so that the people that are growing the the cocoa itself i've seen a, a, a bigger share of the value that that's available okay. so that was really the mission behind it. it was more of a there was more of a social mission as much as it is like it's a business you want to make money and what have you mm-hmm. um it's like how can we contribute back home and um essentially encourage other people to do the same thing All like right. we have people in the diaspora back home you know their countries are known for exporting various things like how can you go home and people that are on the ground or so that born and raised in in um their countries of origin like how do you take what's there naturally and create from it how do you process it add value and mm. then sell it to an export market and see more money than just selling it you know raw yeah right so that's that's really what it was about and then um <clears throat> We essentially from scratch had to learn, okay, cool. We have this idea, but how do we actually go about doing this? Because mm. we don't have a culinary background, like yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you right. know, mm. do you know what I mean? Basic cooking, whatever, when you're at uni or whatever, but like we, we, we don't have that background where you, you know how to make make chocolate. So yeah. we had to essentially just learn from trial and error. Like, so correct me if I'm the wrong. alchemist. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> literally, literally <laughs> the alchemist. And funny you say that because there's a there's a guy um he was kind of he's kind of like like a godfather in the in the, the what was called the bean to bar chocolates scene um called the chocolate alchemist okay um, and yeah. which is mad that you said that but right. um essentially i read loads of these blogs mm. um just followed these like instructions he was like a chemist as well so like he kind of yeah. took a very scientific approach to how he can like make very good quality chocolate mm. um reached out to other people in the game um and then literally just bought a very simple version of um uh, what they call a Mollinger, which is used to like grind and to um, make the chocolate from the beans, essentially, right. um, and just started testing it. Like, just try try the thing. Um, actually, our first batch, like, surprisingly, came out quite quite good. Mm. Um, and then from that, it was just refining it, mm. giving it to people. Hey, tra- taste this. What do you think? Um, kind of mm. building up a presence online, Instagram, right. etc. Um, had a few good like. Particularly because it's a dairy-free chocolate as well. Yeah, the vegan 
um, community kind of took to it quite quite quickly. So mm. there was a lot of vegan influencers on Instagram and what have you that will send stuff to and they'll try it and it's like, oh, this amazing, post it. Me too, people. I'm a vegan influencer. So yeah. send me. <laughs> you tasted it, Rad, so like, Rad, Rad, I don't, don't want to toot my own horn no, as far you know, as I you know what he said, product, that he wants it today now. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I, don't, I don't just carry it with me. You know, really. you no, he wanted a free sample, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I should have, to be fair, that would have been a nice little gesture, yeah. but it's limited supply, you get me? Like, yeah. it starts good quickly. So. That means next year, fam. <laughs> <laughs> next year. You've, you've tried to do it. So yeah, like, of course. You can, you're better, it's better for you to come from you than for me, but as far as like, we made a very, very good quality chocolate. There wasn't yeah. any um, vegan-friendly chocolates in the market that people really enjoyed. Mm. And that's the feedback we got a lot from um, from vegans was like, there's nothing out here that we can really eat. Like a lot of it tastes chemically, like because in order yeah. for it to impossible chocolate. Products, do you know, yeah. I don't want to say like, Jeremy, you know but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but don't say no brand. Jeremy, you know I mean? but Jeremy, yeah. you know I there wasn't there wasn't great feedback. So like when yeah. when we made it, they're like, okay, yeah, this is this is this is something serious. And mm. um, I think a lot of word of mouth and organic kind of growth stemmed from that. Right. Um, and yeah, we launched properly December 2018. Mm-hmm. We came back from um, um, sadly it was our grandma's funeral. Um, she passed, yeah, and we went there. Um, and yeah, that kind of just injected more life into what we were trying to do. Ironically, mm-hmm. um, and we, as soon as we got back, I think like the week after we we got back from Ghana, we just said that boom, we launched the website, had our first batch sold out in like under 24 hours amazing um and from there it's just been all right cool and we take a very like we're craftsmen in it like we take a very like quality over quantity approach Mm. right so we don't do mass production you have a lot of e-commerce where it's like cool we're just trying to sell as much as we can Mm -hmm. cool respect that but um for us it's very much like we're creating a a quality product which takes time yeah it takes us like 36 hours the, the kind of process to make um, the bars that we make. Okay. Do you know what I mean? From from kind of bean to thing. So everything we do is handmade. We roast mm. the beans ourselves. Um, go through the monager. It goes through the process for like, you know, two days. The tempering, the mm. everything, like everything has been done by scratch. Very like um, in-house, very handmade, very crafted. So like it comes at a price, a luxury price because it's a luxury product and yeah. the process and everything that um, goes behind it justifies the price point and everything so mm. um, that's why we kind of thought okay cool we, we, we're we happy to do micro batches where we have a limited supply mm. when it's gone it's gone kind of thing so a lot of times people will say oh I try to go yeah. on the website every time to I go to the website it's yeah. sold out, you know. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So it's because not of me, but it's sold out. <laughs> <laughs> you get me? So I get that yeah. a lot. Um, so like, I think that's the kind of phase we're at where it's like, okay, cool. We know that the demand is outstripping supply at the moment. Yeah, we need to kind yeah. of scale up a little bit of course. so mm. that we can, you know, kind of fully take advantage of the people that, that, that are interested in the product. So like you said, it takes 36 hours from the start to the mm. finish. Yeah. So you get to control the amount of cocoa mass that gets put into the bars. Mm. So what are you? I'm acting like I'm a chef, like I know this stuff. Yeah, you're saying like better manager, Rocky. Why you not? But I just know that like in the UK, like UK chocolates, like dairy milk and all these other ones. Yeah, like it's a low cocoa mass because it's mostly like what milk and sugar and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not an expert about veganism at all or anything that like, when it comes to vegan chocolate. But like, how much cocoa mass you put in yours and how does that affect the taste for people in general? Yeah. So I mean, we use. 
as minimal products as possible. So like we list the products on obviously on the back and like right. majority of, of the products, we, the ingredients we use are organic. Mm. So the cocoa itself is organic. We use organic sugar. We use um, uh, organic coconut milk, etc. Um and yeah, if 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 you're talking about like our very basic chocolates, if you just say like our, our normal um, classic range, the dark chocolate, mm-hmm. um, it's literally cocoa, sugar, cocoa butter, three ingredients, nothing right. else. Wow. Literally, so there's no extra chemicals. Nothing mm. is 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 very like you you get what you you pay for as far as on you know. There's no secret hidden ingredients yeah. or whatever. Do you know what right. I mean? So. Um, yeah, is 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 high quality. So we have different ranges. Um, sometimes I guess based on people's taste as well. Some people have a taste for dark chocolate. Our mm. dark range has um is sixty five percent. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and then on the milk we have a fifty percent. So it's that's kind a, of like a, a it's lot, quite, you know. Yeah. yeah, it's quite it's quite yeah. rich for for milk chocolate. Mm. Um, but we, yeah, we we tried and tested a few different mm. different things. So we started with forty, increased, increases. Like right, let's land on fifty. Like that's a mm. good a good richness to it. Mm. Um, and then we have a white chocolate range as well, which is super popular, um, yeah, yeah. which people enjoy. So, yeah, mm. man, is top quality stuff, do you know what I mean? So that, is, and mm. that's, that leads, lends itself to like the ingredients and the partnerships and whatever we, we mm. have. Like when it comes to, um, for instance, sea salt, yeah. we, we, um, we get high quality sea salt um, that we've sourced from Ghana as well. We try okay. to source all of our ingredients from Africa, from the African continent as best as we can, mm. or from um, brands that we align with. Yeah, so we brought out um, a chinchin range, yeah, yeah, um, and that that just came about because we just thought, mm, biscuit, chocolate, mm-hmm. boom. We did a, we tried it just on a on a random one, put it out on Twitter, mm. and it kind of went semi-viral. A lot of people yeah. were like saying, oh, boom, yeah, when can I try this? Etc. I think Left when I it posted it, it got a couple hundred likes. You know, Do you know I appreciate that's that's yeah. that's love one. But yeah, um, that took a while. That that took a while for us to actually bring that into fruition. Right. But we launched that, and um, we um, we partnered with Uncle John's Bakery. Okay. Um, so if you if you if you're Ghanaian or from Tottenham, whatever, like mm-hmm. you know, um, you know they're like a very big, like a staple British Ghanaian company. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to go to Tottenham to to see family. Um, when we were growing up and stuff, and I was always like, my mom would always come back with with Uncle John's Bakery, like um, sweet bread and whatever, yeah, with these type of stuff. So mm. it made sense because they're a, a British Ghanaian company, community based, family run. It aligned perfectly with us, mm. um, and and yeah, th- we, so they provided their chin chin. We found out I was actually funny enough. I was just in Morrison's. I was coming back from the gym or something, and. Um, I, I saw it and I was like, oh, that's sick. Then I looked at the back of the ingredients. I was like, this is actually, there's no dairy in this either. So I was like, right. this makes sense. Mm. So then I talked to my brother about it. He reached out um, and then got that going. So um, basically when we do these collaborations and we choose ingredients and everything is always very much based on brand alignment and um, the quality of the ingredients themselves. Like we don't skimp out on that. We always like yeah. go for like best quality, even if it comes at a, higher price for us because yeah. that's what it's about quality 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 yeah, if you didn't know by now i'm Ghanaian, so i i i know a few of these things yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know a few of these things yeah. um so Same. having chin chin with the with the white chocolate when i saw that i was just like yeah like who even thinks of this but it's it's an amazing combination oh, i think i bought it a few times so 
That's another reason why you should give her free sample. Yeah, yeah, I need that sample. I need that extra discount. You say that you've got any other new ingredients coming through today, right? Yeah, hold on, hold on, you guys, yeah, for sure. That's it. We're happy. It's all fine. You know what I mean? I'm gonna try it, but in your own time. Yeah, he wants it immediately. Yeah, man. So, like, what's next for Dapa Chocolates? Like, obviously, I've seen you've done a few different, like, um, blends, like, with champagne and stuff like that. Mm. So, like, what, what's next? Um, yeah, so I think we're going to just be bringing out new ranges, new mm -hmm. special edition bars. Uh, my brother does a lot of the um, thinking around, like, the pairings of okay. the ingredients. He's, he's, he's quite creative in that sense. Right. Um, but yeah, we're just gonna bring up more and more stuff, and I think we find that with our with our customers, we get a lot of repeat customers. So like, yeah. people once they know, okay, the chinch ones, that's my thing. Like, this is the one that I really love. And there's other people where maybe um, one of the other bars, the Plantain Crisp, where one, for instance, yeah. might be the one that they go to. So bring out as many different interesting ranges, um, and let the people decide what they want, and just give people as many. Um, opportunities as far as what they want to try out mm. um and then um slowly begin to scale i think um our next kind of i think reinvesting essentially because we bootstrap as well so not we don't have right. any external funding anything it's all been through our pocket working whilst running the business right um kind of as a side hustle so um as as traction continues to grow obviously more energy and more time and effort will be kind of like put towards towards that but then also mm. um investing in new equipment so we can scale up the operation mm. a little bit i think is the kind of next step for us but we're not in a rush really too tough like to yeah. you're not to gonna go on a jagger's den soon or maybe nah i mean probably not probably not i think like we're not not sh like we're, we're we're shutting our eyes towards those opportunities and shutting doors for that but like it's more we're we're not in a rush because we know like qual like greatness takes time in it. And of course, mm. with quality, a crowd wasn't built in a day, man. Do you know, might change that for room real quick. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But it's not a rush to like get external funds and get investors. We're not like a VC friendly operation. I don't think like we're not gonna right. have venture capitalists knocking our door saying mm. we want to give you a million pounds to do this because we're not looking to like ten x like over a, a oh, year yeah. or whatever yeah. the cases. We're, we're focusing on the quality of the product, building like real strong um, customer base mm -hmm. and um, just continuing in that vein. Yeah. 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 So with your customer base that you've got right now, mm. like obviously we know that everything is very Ghana centric mm. with it because obviously with the origin stories that you've got and you've been able to really build like a strong story and then provide like a strong product. I haven't tasted it yet, but I'm assuming it is. Yeah. Like, it. <laughs> but like with your clientele that you've got right now, is it mostly... Ghanaian people is it mostly black people is it or who who's really buying the products at the moment yeah that's a good question so um i think when we kicked off i thought it's just going to be like just like hipster vegans and mm. what have you because we actually mm. one of the first um like outlets that covered us was vice um and yeah I mean, it makes sense in the sense that, you know, the kind of Shoreditch scene and yeah, what have you. Yeah, yeah. I was working there. Oil and that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah. like the kind of natural, like sustainable, that's that's the kind of the market we envisioned. Right. And to, to, to some extent that has been the case, there's a lot of people that are very kind of conscious about the type of products they buy. Right. They want it to be sustainable. They want the transparency around mm. the supply chain and everything. And we, you know, cater towards that. But the black community has been like, 
foundation as well to be to be honest like when mm. i look at the because obviously when you look at the crm and i like, look at the the names of the the, the people mm-hmm. buying i've seen yeah. a lot of, of of african names a lot of of, of um a lot of black people what have you so like is 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 beautiful to see like the mm. it feels like the community has really supported us mm. um and i think there's just as much as that's the case has been very very um diverse as well Mm. So, um, you know, I think a lot of people within the kind of the startup scene, because because I'm kind of in the the mix, I find out oh, like people just off the strength of relationships have been purchasing, and once yeah. they mm-hmm. you kind of get them in the door is word of mouth, and then they might tell a friend or they might buy it as a gift for someone or like yeah. so like Christmas tends to sell, you know, Christmas, Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, like all yeah. of these like occasions where you can do you know what I mean like <laughs> you want to do something sweet for the missus and yeah. what have you so um, you know what I mean it's just that that tends to be when we got our stronger selves as well but mm. um, it's super diverse man we have, have like people from all over the UK people from um, Europe okay like, um, got a lot of people that Sweden France etc we've had America has shown love mm. um, we actually got stocked recently in um in a store in in um in LA in Long Beach called Tuesdays, they have like a confectionery um crazy okay. like, a, like a candy confectionery store with specialty like sweets and chocolates and what have you. Mm. Um, so yeah, we is 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 a lot of love from different places, and we're learning more and more like who our customers are, right? Um, and just connecting with them. So have you have you ever thought about doing um region specific goods? Because as you grow and you develop someone in Sweden for example might not necessarily like what someone in the UK likes mm. so have you thought about maybe doing something like custom tailored to certain audiences to help expand like if you'd or? done it in Turkey you'd have a little Turkish delight interesting haven't really thought about it in that way like on a region specific level um, it's, it's been very much based on um, like I said stuff that kind of um, aligns with the, the brand kind of like the element of like luxury and celebration and what have yeah. you um which we've seen with like the, the some of the news newer stuff we did mm. um but then also stuff that um kind of pertains to our culture so the planting chris the chin chin etc is all kind of bigging up our culture and what have you so um I don't know, something to think about. I might, might mm. that's, that's a cool little yeah. idea to think yeah. about. Okay, cool. Follow me in it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, what's your consultancy? Yeah, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Let me get some money out here. Yeah, man, that's that's yeah, that's that's a cool idea. But yeah, man, I think we 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 kind of do it based on just of intuition and like, okay, mm. oh, how would this work? How would this like come across? And mm. but there's a lot of there's enough range where it's like I think there's something that anyone that would will tap into the website, whatever, they'll find something that they they like. Right. Do you know what I mean? You know, like you were saying that you 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 liked the was it the milk or the white one? Did you prefer? Yeah, the the white one with the chin chin. With the chin chin, that's your yeah, that's yeah. that's my bag, man. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something for everyone, and then there's some people that literally they only cop dark chocolate because yeah. that's they yeah that's they're just their, bitter. Some people just like they like that taste. Yeah. The richness of the cocoa and I, I don't and understand it, man. <laughs> like, I can't lie. It's, yeah. it's too much. It's like you're buying it for disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> you're not enjoying that. Like I mean, chocolate. Like I'm assuming because your chocolate is quite rich. Mm. Like your people are buying a bar, but they're not sitting there and feeding the bar mm. in one sitting. It's probably. Or they are doing it. Do you know it's funny because like we because I was even thinking at one point should we actually say like. Don't eat in one go because, like, 
I get so many people reach out after they bought and said, yo, I ate that in one sitting. That was me. <laughs> you like, said that to me yeah. even, like, yeah. Like, because we do make it in mind of, like, this is something you want to kind of savor, have yeah, a little yeah, bit at a time, whatever. With the dark chocolate, it's a bit easier because it is a bit richer. Mm. So you can kind of have a little bit with, like, after a meal or, like, you know, where the case is. But mm. they're tasty, man. I can't lie. We've, 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 we've hit a thing. And, like, texture-wise as well, because of the way we make it and the length of time that we refine it, Mm. It's very silky. It's very like yeah. kind of velvety, mm. like smooth, smooth in your yeah. mouth. Like yeah, so I understand why people tend to chop yeah. it. Like, indulge, yeah. indulge. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Nah, right now I'm upset because <laughs> I, I I had one or mm. I bought a few. Then I I gave one to my mum to hide. Hide know, just so I don't eat it straight away, <laughs> you know. But now she's lost it. She oh, said she lost, lost it. I thought, it, the, yeah? I thought she's eh, eh, you yeah. know? <laughs> lost it. Yeah, yeah how so. long? How long ago was that though? Yeah, long while ago. So yeah, that's gone, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's gone. I think she just ate and just didn't tell me, you know. But, yeah, <laughs> so that, I'll, I'll be back for the next round anyway. Yeah, man. Have you got an idea of when you're gonna drop the next batch, or is that secret right now? Um, next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. We just okay. we got in the last few few um orders coming in for i did a i did a drop off this weekend actually um mm-hmm. so yeah next one probably mm, next week i'm not sure when this is coming out but yeah, yeah. go on dapperchocolates.co.uk you can it like, might be sold out by the time you get there yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like um there are two other topics I wanted to get into, so I, I'm gonna ask you pick pick between one and two. What, what <laughs> number do you want, what number do you want to go with? Uh, let's go with one. One. Yeah. Man. Okay. We're gonna be going to Cambridge. Okay. So you you went to Cambridge. Throwback. <laughs> yeah, man. How was yeah. that? Um, Cambridge was yeah, it was an experience. I guess um, it's an interesting one to talk about because I with with the podcast with Over the Bridge and everything that like, mm-hmm. we started it on the basis of unpacking that experience because um when you're kind of in it you're not really cognizant of the different dynamics and like how you're feeling or whatever you're just kind of going with the flow mm. right and um Cambridge was, was an interesting experience for me I think um for one it was a blessing in the sense that um it's it's is is you know is the is is considered like the elite elite you know what I mean as far as like, right. as far as yeah. education goes is the epitome of like where you want to end up um yeah. and as far as like what if i think about what my parents wanted from us when they came to this country and built a life here right. education is something i was always stressed that like, heavily so mm. i'm happy to have said like as far as like what you know particularly my dad like he was really on on us when it came to education that yeah cool i I did education thing i kind of took it to the furthest extent as far as you know institution wise um is 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 special because i think one thing that cambridge does well in oxford and and and, and similar um unis where it's very um it can be quite tailored so you you get more one-to-one and like small group time with lecturers and um leaders in their fields mm-hmm. um yeah. than you might do from from other universities um so that 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 made it as as a learning experience like very valuable mm. um i think on the social side um i personally struggled a little bit mm. um in a funny way of course like i think coming from um london coming from london yeah, black boy from London. Yeah. 
Um, and don't get me wrong, as well, as much as I say this, yeah, like I, I, I still see myself as um, like we grow up in ends, whatever you, whatever the case is, mm. but I still had a privileged upbringing. And I say right. that because I grew up and there was always just books in the house. Like my dad, is, there was books around. Mm. Mm. Um, I ended up going to a grammar school yeah. through secondary school and what have you. So like I was kind of had, there was a balance of, I grew up on an estate um, up until about 14. Um, but then, so I'll be getting the train to Leafy, Surrey, to yeah. grammar school. And I'm seeing the the, the contrast and mm. concrete. Yeah. And yes. then like, bro, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I remember going for my induction day, yeah? And, and, and literally thinking, this is like Harry Potter. And I was, like, this is, I was like, this is mad. And this is just secondary school. So like, yeah. um, so I, I kind of saw the contrast between that and, and that's that made me realise for the first time um, that, okay, cool, I've kind of grown up a little bit different to some of the people, some of my peers. Mm. Yeah, and I would have thought that would have prepared me it more for Cambridge, yeah. but it didn't mm. really because as much as I had like privileged, you know, white middle class kids in school that, you know, I was cool with and what have you, in Cambridge is a different level of... Um, Snootish. Environment, yeah. I mean, grand, yeah. grandeur and like the 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 actions and the demeanors, and yeah, bro. Yeah, like, reception. I come like. okay, so you have your matriculation, yeah, yeah, and that's basically where you go into um the college. Um, so like basically, the context, um, so Oxford, Cambridge, I think, um, Dublin, I'm not sure. They they have kind of have like um a collegiate system, so like you have the university and everyone has like their own college that they're placed into, yeah. yeah. Um, so I go in. Um, I'm I'm lining up to to go into this um, hall, and my college was like the oldest college in um, Cambridge, so mm. 800 years old, like rich, rich history. Mm. Right. Um, and you have like your your gown, your matriculation gown. So is this yeah. even in freshers at this point? This is freshers. That's bad. Yeah. yeah. And and another thing, there's not really a freshers in Cambridge. It's like three days. Yeah. Oh. And you're doing loads of like stuff in college, so it's not really like a real freshers. Like say most other youth cities. Not DMU. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. They say you're here to work. Yeah. <laughs> no, bro. Like induction is really like okay. This is just so that you like you can get to work immediately. Basically. Yeah. 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 So you go in and you have your your gown. You're in this old building, mm. candlelit. There's a big, old, hundreds of years old book. I have to sign it. I have to recite stuff in Latin. Like yeah. it was a very, is a very mad experience. It was it was a different experience. It was a bit of a it was a yeah it was a crazy culture shock. Right. And it was a bit. Um, How did they make sure you didn't like break the book? Just, if you know, break man. the book, you're not going to the uni. <laughs> <laughs> you're gone. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, it was it was an interesting experience, and it's it's nice because it's like to some people it's kind of like if you went to a private school, certain some of these um, privileged like private schools and what have you mm -hmm. that have very rich cultures and histories and stuff. This yeah. is just normal. Like you can, this is like. But for me, even despite going to a grammar school, like it was still like yeah, a lot, a next uh, level above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was mm -hmm. wild to me, and um, yeah, I guess. I had certain experiences there that um, at times made me feel like I, like I wasn't welcomed or I didn't belong or people, you know, that people questioning, you know, I might go and visit a friend at another college mm -hmm. and they'll like ask me for ID yeah. or like, um, 
you know, people that go to that college might see me, uh, me about having lunch. Like, oh, are you a friend from back home or whatever? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. no, <"Nah, laughs> I'm actually, back listen, home. listen I, I hear it. I went to Southampton, yeah? Yeah. And like, basically all the people who can't get into Oxford or Cambridge come to my uni. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got that same level of like, you know, people thinking like that. Mm. And in Southampton, you've got Southampton, which is Russell Group Uni. I think it's a top 10. And then you've got Southampton Solent. Shout out to Southampton Solent. That's where like Sam Henshaw and them man went. Mm-hmm. Right, good uni for media arts and stuff like well, that. But you need less from Solent. Listen, I've been walking around. <laughs> yeah, 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 people yeah, assume I'm from yeah. Solent. People ask mm-hmm. validity. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, people yeah, 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 yeah. I study. I did history. Right, mm. it was dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'd be like the only is me and one other black guy who did history. Yeah. But we knew each other already, so a black guy knew each other. That stereotype was fulfilled already because yeah, we, yeah, we yeah, went yeah. sixth form together. Okay, but like you'd be in environments where even the lecturers be moving funny with you and kind of like trying to bait you to be moving. Bad, I'm like, I can lie, like, I just want to study, like, I just, yeah. wanna, I just have to recite that in Latin. That's yeah, even yeah. bad. But, but no, like, I get it. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a very similar vibe, like, because yeah. so the Cambridge equivalent of, of that would have been um, Anglia Ruskin. Yeah, they assume you got. Yeah, so yeah. they ask, oh, would you go to ARU or like, do you know what I mean? And so, yeah, just little experiences like that, little things that like bite you. And, you know, there's a few things that are a bit more like overt. I remember, I definitely remember um, one ex- experience of like being called the N word. Oh, um, yeah, that was that was just outside. I was just in town or whatever. Okay, but yeah. I think it was a, a uni, a Cambridge uni student that said it. it was okay. They legged it probably. Uh, ah, yeah. I turned around because and I was with, I was with hella, like women as well. I was yeah. with, with like female friends, and I just immediately just kind of like thing. And obviously, like naturally, they kind of like oh, and it, it was a busy thing, so people just kind of gone on the way, and it's kind of like yeah. you just had to like swallow that or whatever. Mm. But um, there's, there's <sighs> things that there's things that happened that I'm like mm, didn't really feel the most comfortable, most welcomed, the most at home. Right. Not and and obviously, I could say that looking back, but at the same time, um, to this day, like I feel like oh, okay, did I put myself out there enough to like maybe be more out there and outgoing and like try and forge connections and what have you and the same mm. I'm like but did you isolate just, yourself though did you kind of because of certain circumstances shut yourself away from the greater Cambridge community at times yeah like I feel like I I, I met um, I say I, there was a group of, of friends that I made from my college and right. I kind of just kind of stuck to them to, 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 to a great extent I was cool yeah. with everyone don't get mm. me wrong but I didn't go out of my way to like to, yeah, to, to feel yeah, and that's yeah. not really my personality type anyway and right. they'll do stuff that I just assume like I wouldn't be into like I could have tried rowing I didn't bother trying rowing yeah. I could have done yeah, stuff I, I could have you know what I mean like I could have gone out my way a little bit so it's, I, it's I difficult do though. yeah because I, I did I didn't notice at the time but like it was only looking back when I look at pictures certain pictures or whatever and also realising that I've actually blocked out um, there's loads of gaps in my memories mm. um, of that time and um, it's only like after I'm like thinking why don't I remember like these things yeah. and people's like oh you might have been depressed you know and I was like yeah. I don't even the thing is what uh, you're saying yeah is exactly the same for me really yeah yeah, yeah, yeah bro, like, right? I legit remember going to the library getting my graduation cap and garden that and keeping it moving 100%. like apart from occasional nights out here and yeah, there yeah yeah because it was it was different because mm. I always say I spoke to a few people as I go around like for me I went to just standard like state school and like primary school secondary school yeah and I, we, I grew up around everybody, mm. like black, white, Asian, whatever. And no one treated anyone differently, had no issues of race. But as mm. soon as I got to uni, within one week, I was like, <laughs> I see, like, they see you and it's like, oh yeah, you like this, you like that. I'm like, oh, 
do you know who I am? Like, I'm not <laughs> yeah. even in like a pull-up way. It's just like I'm a different. I'm an individual person exactly. that has just come here to study, like everybody else. So mm. why are you just thinking assuming I'm black? I like certain things or I don't like certain things. Mm. I don't like mayonnaise, but it's what it is. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Someone tried to give me some tuna, some tuna mayo, and it was all mayo, no tuna. It was, it was, it was terrible. But like, wow. the, like, it's almost like you feel like a bit demonized. And you kind of get to feel like felt like you're kind of separate from everyone else. Mm. So like my housemates were five, just they're all from just the UK, in it. Like I think one was from Brighton, one was from Manchester, one was from Liverpool. But we were so different. And I'm an open-minded person. I would talk to I can talk to most people about most things. The one conversation I had with them was about Big Bang Theory. Mm. And that was as far as it went. Yeah, there was nothing just, to talk about. Yeah, the feeling that like there's not there's not common ground where you yeah. can you can, yeah. you can vibe. I think for me, common ground like with people that I wouldn't I would maybe not think on appearance that we vibe it will be like music or like yeah something like that um nah man the music mm. the music at, at uni was funny because like we had this we had this bar i think it was i can't remember what the bar was called but it was basically for the university of london isn't it? so mm. uh, i went to ucl um and like they would just be playing Spice Girls and all these old nice and they'll just Lion King thing yeah. I used to play like a remix of the Lion King theme tune that yeah. used to like should, should I tell you oh, the worst uh, one as well yeah? what's that song R. Kelly Ignition we can't play R. Kelly oh, remix Ignition. but like you know when they used to say run my hands through your throat yeah. I would have to be I have to turn around and be careful yeah. you know, like, someone touch uh, I don't know what your hands been you know like and, oh the Fresh Prince the Friends theme yeah. and these, these songs were alien to me they like, love the Fresh Prince theme yeah, oh. yeah. word for word yeah. Nah, man. I think uni uni is definitely <laughs> definitely a very interesting experience because you you get to you. Like, did you live in halls or? Yeah. So I lived in halls for like the first and final year. Um, okay. And, but yeah, second year I was like away. I was a little bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So when I was when I was in halls, like I was in halls for the first year, and it was just such a different experience, like <laughs> in terms of cleanliness. Like I oh. had to keep my plates in my room just so people don't use them. Oh. Trust you me. know, like right. it, was, it was all mad. No know? decorum. Yeah, People no. do not have no decorum. decorum. No home training. No home, the nah, home training fam. was terrible. Nah. And it's funny because <laughs> even in your own household, or for me, in my in my household, my mom's like, oh, you're messy. But then when I got there, I was like, oh, the cleanest ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No. Like, you know, when you get told in your house, like, clean your plate after you use it and yeah. put it away. These people got, like, I had, like, one mine, they went away for Christmas and left like turkey they'd made for Christmas dinner. Oh. So like, I was there for an extra week because I was like, let me try to bag it out, blah, blah. Bruv, the, the like foil was raising oh, and no. coming up. I know there was a mold flower or something. Like, <laughs> there was a new species, there was a corn in there. Like, I was a mushroom, was, like, I was something. That's foul, fam. The cleaners yeah. wanted to fight my housemates. I was the only yeah. one cool with the cleaner. Yeah. That's yeah. another thing as well. <laughs> yeah. I was cool with all like the, the, the kind of like people. In the stuff. Yeah. yeah. But people like people at this, like they could not see them. I would try yeah. have conversations. I think it's just, it's, culture. Yeah, it's, it's a culture, culture thing. thing. Yeah. 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 And yeah. maybe you see, at uni, you kind of see a bit of the class divide, you know, as well. Oh, 100. Know, so. Like, one thing as well, like in, in the college as well, like, so people have, um, there's like a dining hall in, in the college. Right. And, um, like, a lot of the staff that worked there were f- like locals from Cambridge, mm. just like people from the area. Yeah. Um, and, like, people wouldn't chat to have conversations with them. Like, I'll have mm. normal conversations with, like, but you see there's a clear class divide there's this thing they called um like town they used to call them townies 
Townies to mug blood. Yeah, you know what I mean? This is one of the townies and stuff. Townies. Yeah, bro. That's a bit bad, you know. Yeah. And it was so normalized, like the, the, the kind of classist strategies were so normalized. And for a lot of people, it's like they just haven't interacted with people from different backgrounds. Right. So mm. it was just pure ignorance for them. Like mm. there was one, one, one girl that was at my college, I won't say her name, but she mm. was one time, I was just walking on the way to. Um, to to the lectures and I had like my bike or whatever. Usually I would just cycle, but she like stopped me or whatever. So I thought, right, cool, I'll just walk with her. Mm. And actually, was also saying, oh yeah, like it must have been so hard for you, like growing up and making it here and da 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 da. Like just mm. mad. This assumptions is all like mad mad assumptions of struggle life, yeah. and it was it was stuff like that. And it people have the the perceptions because they just have grown up in areas where everyone else is just like them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, nah, man, that. Time out. Um, can you bring your mic down a bit? Yeah. So bit like oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, my face been covered this whole time. You know, it's it like um, when you slashed a bit. Yeah. It like the the mic started to cover. Okay, got you. Yeah. Calm, calm. Good. That's it. Time in. Uh, what was I gonna say? Um. Last points we were talking about was townies class divide. Class mm. divide. Yeah. Yeah. With, it's funny with, with the class thing is like sometimes experiences I had I wasn't sure whether or not it was based on class or it was based on race. race. Yeah. yeah. That's the oh that that intersection as they say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm sure there was like um what one thing I noticed in fact was like a lot of um well I mean it's not say a lot but some of like um the black students that were um international students for instance from Nigeria well to yeah. do money oil money, money like, oil do you know what I mean long money from back home and that. <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> they, they, they kind of like settled in probably easier than a lot of the the kind of second generation yeah. guys and, and, and third generation whatever you that, that kind of born and raised in the UK and were there um, and there's a certain confidence I think that they had based mm. on like identity just having a strong, strong sense of self mm. yeah of course um, and having more similarities as far as like social capital yeah. as you know they might have gone a lot of them went to like um, private schools like for two years before coming to mm. to, to yeah, Cambridge or whatever so yeah. like there's there's, there's there's lots of ways in which like the class and race thing um, the intersections played and it's mm. hard to distinguish but I just remember uh, you, you can't forget like the feeling of like do you know what I mean, and I don't, I don't tend to take things too personally, but I, I definitely know, like, I can tell when um, the feeling in it that, that doesn't leave you. You just, you, you, you know, know, you know, yeah. yeah like yeah, if you're yeah. in that situation, you've been in that experience, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, mm. it's just it's hard to contextualize the words for it. Exactly, right. yeah. exactly, exactly. And it's not until like I got on the podcast um, with Over the Bridge and like spoke to the rest of the boys because some I'm like the youngest out of them, so like mm. um, two of them are a year above me and one of them was a couple years above me mm. and um and we were talking about experiences like oh like that happened to you too and, oh you feel like this mm. and, da, da, da. and it's like okay right. cool so there's definitely something to it so it just um led to good conversations yeah i mean this i would like to have gone to uni now I like and because like i feel like black culture has penetrated the uk society a bit more now because mm. like mm. i don't know i can't speak for anyone else at uni but like we, when you go clubbing you'd have the black room yeah yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 and you'd have like it would be, just be like hip hop, R and B. It'd be all the yeah, music you want to hear. Yeah, but 
it's in an isolated room. Uh, and some small room, like, yeah. and then the main room is just uns, uns, uns. That's disrespectful, you know. They, it sounds good to you sometimes. <laughs> but, like, it was stuff like that, whereas now the main room would be. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. a lot more hip hop R and B, probably some drill music in there now as well. Right. Yeah, and that'd no, be it's, cool. It's yeah. true, it's true, yeah, man. Yeah. Like it's it's funny. Like when um we had um uh, a young man Baker um mm. he for one of the episodes we did we we basically reached out to anyone that had just got offers. I can't remember what year it was, but like who'd got offers to Cambridge. And I don't know if you remember you guys know Brampton Manor. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In East, they, right? they yeah. Just, in East, yeah. yeah. Like every they year they just go stars. Yeah, yeah. So like a couple of people reached out and we got him on the podcast to kind of talk about just recently received the offer. Right. And um, we've kind of just stayed in touch and whatever. He graduated uh, yesterday, I think. Oh, man. Yeah. Just been a full like 360. But like we met him just before he left to, to go. Mm. And like, um, I'm sure he had some experiences that were similar to, to, to us. But like, mm. they, I, I see like, from us, what I see from pictures and from like their ACS and the things they've been doing, like right. they've taken things like the, yeah, 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 like yeah, I've, yeah. I proper love seeing what they've done yeah. and, and the way they've been able to utilize social media to like really for for the access projects and that kind of thing that they do mm. has been amazing because if I'd seen that before, I wouldn't have been as isolated. Not just that, but I wouldn't have. Um, I kind of applied because I thought I had a perception of what Cambridge was going to be like and the type right. of people that were going to be there, and. I probably would have been more open-minded um, and it would have been less of a daunting thing. I would have been there, w- been a lot more intentional with my right. experience there if I'd seen people talking about the experiences, mm-hmm. being there as black people or yeah. whatever the case is. Um, so yeah, and numbers-wise as well, like they got, they 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 have way more black people. In, yeah, in, it used to be yeah. like one to 1,000 where I was. He'd be like, oh, right, you, you know. And you know every yeah. single black person yeah. in the thing is like, yeah, literally. It was bad. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's a case of like, um, uh, you get to know all the black people there. Mm, Most yeah. of the time, that sometimes there's the black person that doesn't nod to you. They're a bit bad vibes. But <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's always there's always one, but uh, yeah. You know, going going back to something that we were talking about a bit earlier, like you know, the, like a lot of the people that just come over from like Ghana, Nigeria. It was mostly Nigeria for me in Southampton. Yeah, mm. likewise. There was a very big divide between like second and third generation black people, and then yeah, the Nigerians who just come over. Okay. Because mm. there was a lot of people that kind of the, the Nigerians went and kind of went to the Afro Christian society. So we had ACCN, so Afro Caribbean Christian Society. Okay. Right. So we had that, and then we had ACS. Yeah. Okay. So the ACS, like a lot of the black people were kind of like, for example, people like me, second third generation, would be in ACS, mm. but everyone else would be in ACCN. And I went there one time because I knew like the head, and he was like a PhD student. Okay. So he must be about seven, eight years older than us now. Mm. I went there and it felt so far away from home that I've ever been. Like, because right. <laughs> they were like, we will now speak in tongues. Wow. <laughs> I, like, I used to clear yeah, speaking man announced it and everyone's eyes was closed and they go blah, 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 and I was just like <laughs> <laughs> like no disrespect did it but like I was just like I, I opened my eyes and said yeah. this ain't my god I was just waiting, are you coming back again I said no <laughs> but like it was hard to like I was able to talk to them because I like I don't mind engaging in conversation and stuff but they kind of looked down and everyone said like, oh, that's not the way we should be moving Mm. Yeah, of yeah. course. There's that judge. There's that judgmental aspect to it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I think that definitely comes with a lot of um, African religious 
culture it, it has a lot of judgment attached to it so yeah, it can do yeah 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 nah man like um another thing that i i, I found interesting was uh, when i was in the acs um like i just went to one event like we played fifa that's it but <laughs> I, I remember <laughs> i remember the first event they gave out indomie what in the packets? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why did I had it? It came in handy though. It came in handy. Like one day when I was hungry, I just ate it, like all the struggle meals, you know. <laughs> so, did you have any struggle meals while you were out there? At uni, oh, I'm sure I'd, I'd plenty, man. Um, the good thing is that because, because, um, one thing about Cambridge is that they try to make as many um external things that can take you away from your studies to try to like limit how much it can impact you so like if, okay. if you want to have food like there's halls obviously you pay but like right. not Ooh. immediately but like you can you can get food there's halls um like there was loads of bursaries and grants and that kind of thing yeah, that were available yeah, yeah. so they really got the way one thing I, I've got to commend them and of course they like have a massive endowment because it's Cambridge University mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, like endowment fund is crazy yeah, and yeah. they own bare land like people yeah. don't know but like they own a lot of land as well mm. so um I didn't have to have too many struggle moves, but yeah. there was definitely a few. I guess where I was just out of laziness, or just out like I ain't got time. I got like yeah, boom, boom, like make something, make something happen. No, no, like a sardines and pasta or something, or like a. I mean, nothing crazy, nothing but like crazy. still, you can see, still getting the main food groups in there. You know? <laughs> 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 nah, my worst one I had beans and sardines, just straight. Ugh. Yeah, straight man. beans and sardines, just straight beans well, and baked sardines. beans, like Heinz. Baked beans, Heinz. Like, you're rubbing, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't have anything and I just couldn't be bothered to go to the shop you know yeah. once that uni depression hits you like it's a bit mad oh, bro. Well, so what you, you reckon you had that, that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah how many people well, th- sorry this one's about to die like, in a bit okay so yeah. I was going to set up this one to yeah. kind of take over take okay, over yeah cool. I think what time do you have the room till 5 yeah what's the time 4.30 alright we got some time then I guess we still got one angle anyway. Yeah. We, we still yeah. got that. We still got that angle, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. oh, okay. yeah, mm-hmm. this will be later into the podcast. So it'll be like people that are dedicated. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I think you were saying like, um, yeah, that about the like uni depression or whatever. You yeah, the uni depression hits you because you're isolated. Like you're, or it depends what uni you go to as well. Like I feel like in unis where you're around people that are like you, then you're fine, but. Like for me, because I was in a uni where it's like everybody's from out of London, like or even the people that are f- from London, they've lived a completely different, you know, lifestyle mm. to to me. Um, that you get isolated, so that that isolation, and then on top of having to study, and you know, mm. it's a pressure cooker, isn't it? And mm. you and all your friends that you obviously went to school with, they're in their different uni, so it's not like you're just chilling and hanging out and. Mm. You know, social media wasn't uh, what it was like. You weren't as connected back then as you are now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's like a very different time. You know. Yeah, hundred mm. percent, man. It was. It was one thing I noticed so was like I think most of my um, my friends, particularly, um, I mean, it's actually now again. Is when I was talking about like having big chunks of my uni experience that I can't remember. Mm. Sometimes I get like a little flashback, but like. 
within like my first week, I had I was confronting like mental health for the first time, and not just me, my personal experience of it, but mm. like other people. So there was a girl on on my um, in my building, like on the same floors or the floor below me. Mm. She used to have like huge anxiety attacks, okay. and like she would literally, I could hear her from my room, just like pant, like struggling to breathe. Mm. Um, and I, I'd like I'll come out and try and like calm her down, or like try and get the porters to like help and what have you. Mm. That threw me off because I'm thinking, raw, this is just this is uni, and people are just low key like having breakdowns. Yeah. Was, um, I have two friends, like two good friends, that um had um like manic episodes. Mm, okay. Literally, have broke from reality. Yeah. Due to yeah. The, the pressure and mm. stuff that's going outside. Mm-hmm. Those are people that had depression. Um, some I knew at the time, and others like. It's only later on I found out that they were going through things as well. And it's only right. me, like myself, when I say that, like, I kind of self-diagnosed that I might have been depressed or yeah. like, definitely I had social anxiety or something like, mm. I, I, can't, I, I wasn't myself basically yeah, for, for, yeah. for chunks of it. You kind of just got the job done. Yeah, yeah. I did the, like, I kind of felt like I was doing the bare minimum to, mm. to, to kind of get through. Right. Um, and like you said, the whole isolation thing, you have, I made good friends um, at uni um, but at the same time, um, you're still kind of there. When you're in your room, you're by yourself. You yeah, of like, course, man. Um, I didn't have people like flying up. I, one good thing, I had um girlfriend at the time. Um, yeah. She used to like fly up and like chill, cook, whatever. Kind yeah. of taking me. So that's nice. Like, do you know what I mean? Stuff like that yeah. was, was cool. But like, at the same time, yeah, bro, when you're there by yourself you, you're, and you're going through it, it's kind of, it's kind of mad. So, yeah. Nah, man, that, that that brings me on to the, the second topic, number two, that you didn't pick. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I wanted to know what, what how did how did you deal with having a long-term relationship while you were in uni? Um, well, at uni? Oh, okay, cool. Um, so have context, you done it in other, have you done it in other contexts as well? Um, I have actually, yeah, on, on, on a couple of times. So like, yeah. different relationships doing it. So yeah. like, at uni, um, so yeah, I was with um, a, a lady for like, well, prior to going to uni, I think it'd been maybe a, a couple of years, I don't know, a year or something like that, a couple of years. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe like a year and a bit. Um, so yeah, making that work, I think, to be honest, <clears throat> at that age, I was I was quite immature as far as like, mm. she was a lot more advanced as far as like, what she knew what she wanted from a relationship. She had a vision that, this is meant to go somewhere. I was right. kind of in, I was just in the relationship. Yeah. You don't, I didn't have it with a goal in mind. And I think, mm. um, generalization, but I think women maybe, particularly she was, um, somewhat traditional. She grew up here and what have you, but she was born in, in Africa, innit? I won't yeah. specify, I don't want to, yeah. yeah. But, do you know what I mean? She, she kind of had that, I think a bit of that mindset where it's like, mm. you're not just in it for just for, for lows, innit? Like, yeah. this is meant to lead somewhere. Mm. And I wasn't there. So like, for me, as much as I was in a relationship, um, a lot of people probably didn't even know that I was in a relationship f- until she came to visit for the first time. Because mm. okay. it's just like, I'm just here and I'm just living and what have you. Not to say I was doing that in man. You wasn't out yeah. Cause yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> out here. No, I actually out. wasn't. Well, yeah, I could put my hands up yeah. and say it, like, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't out here. But like, um, that that did play a toll in, I think that the relationship ended up. So like, I won't lie. Like, mm. anyone like, watching whatever, if, if you're, 
Get going to uni in a relationship is difficult. Like it's, it's probably it's doomed. Like, it's yeah, yeah, to be honest, like, I, don't, <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't nah, think of one the, person the, yeah, that yeah, came yeah. into uni with relation in a relationship that stayed in, relationship in a relationship. relationship. Yeah, yeah, like, nah, man, it, it, like I mean, if you're going to eighteen, if you're going to like twenty five, and you might be alright in that. But like, yeah. if you're going to eighteen, you're growing up so quickly. Yeah, like when you're eighteen, like, you think you're, you're you might think you're a man. You might think yeah, I could do what I want yeah. now. Blah, blah blah. You are not a man. Not at all. Nah, yeah. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Like you think you're growing but you're really not man mm. um but yeah so that 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 worked because she'll come once in a while um mm. she was like living by herself working whatever so she'll come chill stay for a week or whatever mm. um but then yeah ultimately that didn't pan out for mm. various reasons but yeah. that distance did play a part in it and the second time i've been in a long-term relationship was with my my, my current partner my wife yeah um she was in um in bristol working mm. And I was obviously still in London, so like mm. that was for like a year. She was like on a year internship thing there, and with that, it was difficult. But at the same time, it's one of the ones if you want to make it work, you have to make it work. Mm-hmm. And at that right. point, I was a bit more mature. Mm-hmm. I was twenty three, maybe. Right. So like I was a bit more like, okay, cool. I'm not in this really. And at that point, actually, funny enough, I was. I'd said because I'm a relationship guy in it. Let me just put that out okay. there. I'm okay. a relationship guy, so like I've been in relation like. From 15, like, 15, 17, um, you know, up, like, been with, like, you know, childhood sweetheart type vibe. And yeah, then yeah, someone yeah. else, like, through college, uni. Then I had, like, maybe a solid, like, year and a half mm. of uni where I was single. And that's right. when I was out here a little bit. Mm. Not yeah, a little bit. Yeah, 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 I was out a little bit. For the record. Just a little bit. And then, like, I had a period after that. I went to um, to Kenya. Um, okay. on a on a on a on a entrepreneurship program again. Yeah. Um lived life out there. Can't you joined time. the UN or something, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was that was, but I mean that was like one of the best times of my life. Like, yeah. just as far as like the first time being in a in a black country mm. on the motherland, like for a long extended period of time. Yeah, and, yeah. and like just not having to acknowledge my race, not having to like be super conscious of the fact that yeah. I'm black just blending in. That was yeah. a beautiful experience. Um and I've seen someone casually um, prior to that mm. and after that I was like I actually had a moment where I was just normal you know what I mean city boy tinder whatever, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. doing and, your thing in it you know what I mean yeah, just, yeah. just chilling whatever mm. and then I, I had a moment where I'm like this I thought this is empty in it like it's I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not really enjoying you're not feeling this. fulfilled not, right now nah yeah, I'm not yeah. feeling this man and it was literally after I just had an encounter with a with a with a, with a young lady and I was like I remember chatting to one of my friends. I'm like, bro, like, I feel so empty. Like, this is dead. So you sound like you're in R&B mode. Bro, yeah, no, 100%. I I felt like that. And then then I said, actually, I had a word. I was like, God, listen, yeah, next, next, I'm going to bake off. I'm just going to work on me, work on myself spiritually, Mm -hmm. professionally, whatever I want to get into. Mm If something presents itself, that's right for me. Mm. Just give me your sign in it. Like, let me know. But until then, I'm just working on me. And then... um, maybe like two three months later i met my now wife mm. um at work <laughs> and um usually that's like a no yeah you're not really yeah. trying to like business and pleasure usually have, yeah. yeah yeah and initially i did think but whatever happened happened and we 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 just connected and um yeah it's yes. great as a result yeah Do you know what i mean amazing result but yeah she was she was she was in um she went on it she left that where we were working i stayed there she went to 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 work in Bristol for a while, and it was just like I'll fly up like 
every other week and kind of thing just try and make it the most M- of time as you can and yeah, yeah that's 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 about it but when you when i think is a switch in your mind where like i'm ready like even from the switch between just being in a relationship as as boyfriend and girlfriend and then actually getting married mm. or knowing that i'm ready to get married it was literally it was it was the it was the course of like a conversation really with someone else like an older person mm. yeah. really that switched it for me i'm like Okay, because people, a lot of people have the, especially men, we have this idea that we need to have certain things patterned before mm-hmm. we can get think married. about getting married. Yeah. Like, a check, like an internal checklist. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Mm. Whether it be financially, mm. whether it be like professionally, stability, etc. Yeah. And I was talking to this guy, he's an artist. and mm. um, Not me. Not a music artist, he's a, <laughs> like a, a fine artist, I guess. Yeah. And he was telling me about, at the time he met his wife, he was like homeless he was on drugs like mm. he just was the opposite of stable you mm. know? Right. and 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 that union is what they then built up that union was like the mm. foundation for them building so they, their they life. progressed together exactly right. yeah. and when he kind of told me about that and he's he's just like what are you waiting for like like there's you're, there's never going to be a time where you're going to feel like yeah i'm stable like i'm yeah. feeling like well now i'm married i don't feel like cool i've got everything patterned right. but we're building together that's that's mm. i think once you get to that when, mm. once that switches so there's no like right time as far as like mm. things you need to tick off in life but it's a mental switch where it's like okay this is the person that i want to build something with right do you know what i mean and then once you make that decision then go for go it go for it man do you know what i mean mm. people are scared of commitment in this generation like people are of scared. course but you have to commit to something like, of course you have to commit to making things work like I, I was speaking with one of my boys and I think he's been with his missus for about four years and they've come to that they've come to that stage where it's like she's saying my body clock is ticking mm. like um, yeah like I, I need marriage before yeah, yeah. I can have kids yeah see that's the thing yeah mm. now it's coming to, for him is like it's an ultimatum thing now. yeah ultimatum now like, I, don't, I don't like yeah. the it shouldn't have to yeah. that's the thing it shouldn't have to but if you're being intentional yeah and honest mm. with yourself and saying Okay, do it. What do I actually want? Do I want to build a life with this person? Yeah, right. Then, then you you're being proactive. Mm. Then you can say like, okay, cool. This I can make this move. I can make right. this decision. But it's, I think it's easier for a guy to do that though, because for her, if she stands by, she has to get married before she has kids, and you mm. keep stalling it. You as a guy can walk out and go and go go someone younger yeah or it's yeah. the same age who's not in that same predicament yeah, yeah. Right. i don't i don't envy yeah yeah because the biological thing is, is very real yeah, yeah it's yeah. real it's real yeah it's it's, it's, yeah. it's a techie one still yeah 100%. 100% is and we have like different rates at, uh, at which we grow and like different things we prioritize but mm. i think for me like is 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 it's never by force but it has to be a thing where you get to terms of like this is what i want like this mm. is what I'm, I'm trying to build something i'm trying to like you know I mean? this is, and this Organic. is the this is the and this mm. is the person that I want and to build. Person. person, this yeah. is the right person. Exactly. But I feel like you have to ex- you have to experience with a few women. It doesn't have to be like loads and loads, but you have to experience to know what you want. Um, obviously, there's some people that know from the, their childhood sweetheart, but uh. most of the time you have to go through a few. Frogs or whatever. That's mm. frogs, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> like wind in the willows. <laughs> <laughs> to know, you know. Uh, I get what you mean. I feel like um, you mm. learn yourself. You learn about yourself in in, in relationships. relationships. As well, 100%. Yeah, it's accelerated. Yeah, it's accelerated. I, mm. I definitely say like, 
to to my wife like you've definitely caught the best version of me like, exactly every single relationship that i've been in <clears throat> i've like improved as a partner mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i can and and it's funny because people tell me anecdotes of stuff i've done in the past so i'm like right did i really do that because i see myself in a completely different light like, i'm like yeah. what like i actually don't believe certain things people have told mm. me um and then and then like so she's she's benefited from the fact that i had unfortunate to those yeah yeah, yeah that's the but that's how life that's how that's life, life thing right. in it and that's how it panned out and yeah, yeah i've learned from all of the experiences as far as like like you said what likes and dislikes but then also just like learning about different love languages mm-hmm. and how you can cater to that and how you can certain elements of compromise and um right um yeah being emotionally available and there's so many things you you, you you learn, but you can learn those things in like normal friendships as well. And yeah. Like, you know, do you know what I mean? So, mm. yeah, man. Mm. But yeah. I feel like in normal friendships, you can only learn them to certain levels. Yeah. Or like when in actual relationships, there's a bit more pressure on them. Um, so more comes out, if that makes sense. Mm. But one thing I think people need to bear in mind as well is like, you're not going to have everything perfect before you make that commitment. Oh, yeah. People feel like, oh, okay, cool. We have to have worked through all of our issues before we go into the thing. But things are going to come up. Mm. You work through it whilst you're still, it's still a work in progress. So mm-hmm. being married isn't the finished article. Yeah. That's just like, okay, we've decided we're going to, regardless of all of the mad stuff or the difficulties or your traumas and my traumas and da da da, mm. we're going to still try and make it work. Right. That's, that's the key thing. So it's the commitment aspect of it. And mm. um, once you're in that type of relationship, is like, you have less reason you have more reason to try and make it work yeah. whereas like sometimes if you're just casual mm. it's like all right someone might not be behaving the way that you like whoever i call cut them off yeah there's the next thing like i'm chatting to three people at the same time so yeah. like, there's no level of like i'm actually intentionally trying to make something work, work. so it's easy to just float yeah, yeah. Well, i don't think people respect each other until they actually want to engage into something greater yeah you're just a, a name an option. Effectively, yeah. It's an option. Like, you could have five, ten options, and unfortunately, some people have zero, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like some people could just, all right, next, move next. on. Like, you're, not, you're nothing to me until we find something that might stick. Yeah. I think, I think it's a good thing and a bad thing because at the same time, I don't want to waste, like, say, you know, I'm not speaking like I was born in the 50s, but like, mm. if you meet the one girl and then you just double down on her mm. and she ain't it, and mm. you get to like 80 and you look at her, you're like, why did I marry you? Like, yeah. <laughs> like in a most respectful way. Whereas <laughs> now, mm. like, you can have a conversation for like five, 10 minutes. Maybe if you want to take it a little bit seriously, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, mm. be like, this ain't going nowhere. Yeah. I value yeah. myself. I, I respect you. Yeah. Bye. That's, right. that's it. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, it. that's very true. Um, but a lot of people like stringing people along the soul. Yeah. Trust me. People are messy, man. It's and that's why I don't, I, I don't subscribe to like men are trash. Or, or women are trash whatever it is. Everyone's, everyone's trash. trash. Everyone's trash. Everyone's yeah. trash. This is it, man. Everyone's trash. Everyone's insecure. <laughs> everyone's like, just, everyone's scared. Scared. Yeah. I think it's fear, you know, fear of commitment. Um, you, you need to know yourself so that you know who you're committing to. Because mm. when you make a commitment, you need to know how how am I going to behave? You know what mm. I'm saying? Um like have have you been watching some of the content like Kevin Samuels and stuff like that? Uh, Obviously, as a married the Godfather. man, the Godfather, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> call him. Um, I've seen a little. I've seen a few um, like videos where he does the lives and stuff. Yeah, I think he's yeah. funny. Like, I, I think <laughs> it's funny because obviously watching it as someone that's already married and what have you, it's mm. kind of like 
I'm out the game, and it makes me yeah. happy to be out mm. the game because I'm right. like, yo, it's messy. Like it's 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 hard. Like for people that are single and particularly at at my age as well. Mm. And when you start talking about biological clocks and like mm. women, it's definitely it's mm. a harder game for them as well. Um, there's there's just so many pressures that that they have to deal with. But like, yeah, is 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 but it's very conf- conflict based. It's very like men versus women women there's, yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's, there's there's not really a it doesn't feel like there's a sentiment of trying to see common ground and see like how we can like mm. make things work relationship wise is very like mm. just grievances just how can we display our grievances and show who's the the bad actor in the equation you know I mean? right. so, yeah someone wants to play the the villain or someone wants someone to play the villain mm. yeah yeah most of the time sometimes that person's not even that bad Mm. Facts. Other, other times they could be doing about they're cheating like 15 different people yeah, yeah. yeah. you're yeah. supposed to be the main yeah. thing but there's 14 others like, <laughs> but in, yeah. in general I thought like, you know what is like, I don't know if I was in that situation if I'd be running to ask a next person not just the next man the next person mm. that type of advice I don't want to be putting my woes on live stream nah, for bare people yeah. <laughs> well yeah yeah, well, as an artist, just something that you always do, you know. Well, not always do. It depends what type of artist you do. But you're putting your woes on show for people. So True. for yeah. me, it doesn't seem as crazy as maybe. But you know, I think there's there's a purpose in. Well, I don't know. Obviously, you could talk more specifically about your take on it. But mm. like, there's kind of a purpose when, as an artist, you put your woes up because it's like you're hoping someone else connects to this. Well, they learn something from you. Yeah, or you yeah. can connect on that basis and it's like therapeutic, whatever the case is. But literally just going and saying, oh, this is happening. And people, knowing that people are going to be busting joke about you. About you. Like, yeah, is, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, commentary channels just be looking at you like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Monetization. <laughs> Monetization. People yeah. aren't there to help, like, do you know what I mean? People's, you have to understand people's intentions when you're putting, putting yourself out there as well. Yeah, like, of course. I think people just want guidance. And I feel like yeah. there's a lot of times in general, I'm just making this general thing, up until 18, you get a lot of guidance and you get kicked into the big wide world. Mm. And sometimes even at you know, our age now, unfortunately, late 20s, that's not good these yeah. times. You want you want guidance on things. You want guidance mm. for the next chapter, the 28 to 35. Yeah, but nice. sometimes there's people out there that want to help you, but more times there's not like an organization where you could say, boom, yeah, these are the people that are going to help me. Yeah, and sometimes you don't have the role the role models there as well. Yeah, like, thing. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Because yeah. our I guess our parents' generation normally you'd go for like you look at chat to an uncle or auntie yeah. whatever yeah. Like they can give, but sometimes they're not in the best. No. They are not helping you. your uncles be having bare families Bro. on the side, yeah. and you know I like, already had five kids, but I was your age. Well, I have none, so help me out. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, yeah, the dynamics yeah. are completely different. One hundred percent. Um. But mentorship as well. And I was actually chatting to, to my wife about it recently, like having older like mentors, mm. like having like just knowing older people, people mm. in their late thirties, people in their forties, whatever, like, cause they look at things with, in, in hindsight, like that they can give you perspectives that you, you don't have when you're in, mm. when you're in the thick of it. Right. I can chat to like a, a younger, like a, a cousin or whatever, mm. someone that's 18, 20, going through stuff and like, right let them know like cool i get it like i've been there but mm. like this is a minor like compared to like what's coming coming mm. yeah. i can give that guidance because i've been through it but like for, we we need like you said that, yeah. that 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 generation above us and sometimes right. those conversations they don't feel it doesn't feel like they happen too yeah. often they right. don't, i mean I, don't, yeah. I think people get so busy or like i even think even at our age 
when you speak to older people, they look at you like, oh, you're young. Mm. You're so young, but then you think in your mind, no, I'm not though. Yeah. But, but you are in that sense. Yeah, and it's, no, it's that realisation. You've got a lot I mean. of life to live, man. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to chat to old, like, I'll, I actually signed up to try and um, do this thing where you can talk to, because um, you know, like, there's a huge, like, loneliness crisis as far as, like, like elderly people that yeah, just yeah like yeah. there's these think people set up things where you can like call them and like i wanted chat to do them. something about it like, i couldn't get through for some reason but mm. yeah chat to like older like literally chatting to yeah. older people like yeah. there's so much wisdom that is untapped and i feel like from the lot of cultures that we grew up in mm. um traditionally that is celebrated like you 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 respect your elders you have conversations yeah. with them you get mm. guidance and wisdom from them that mm. doesn't really exist here because everything's there's there's no community there's not as, as much of a strong community unit. Right. Um, so we, we do miss out on that. And unfortunately for me, for instance, like um, my grandparents, like all of them were, in, well, outside of my grandma who died in 2018, they all died before I was like, when I was like, like either a baby or before I was born. Mm. Okay. Um, and then my grandma that I had, um, she, there was the language barrier. Yeah, so she couldn't she couldn't speak or understand English. So like, and she lived in Ghana, so there was yeah. the geog geog mm-hmm. geographical distance as well. Mm. But there's so much wisdom to be captured from speaking to that generation that I think mm. people that do have their grandparents and what have you definitely make use make of like use. Sp- yeah, have those conversations. Hundred percent. No, like um, I I think in order to get the advice that you need, you have to be willing to speak to the right people like you have to be willing to have those discussions and it depends on what advice you need because a lot of people can teach you from their mistakes Mm. so sometimes you do have to say oh this person doesn't have the ideal life that i want but maybe they can tell me from their mistakes what i need to do in in my um, next step yeah yeah Yeah. and and i think it's also finding the right people that are actually where you want to be yeah because there's no use like getting business advice from someone that's never run a business yeah of course of course yeah you should do this i mean the older the older generation like sometimes what they want what 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 they want for you can be different from what may be the best for you yeah you know because my mom was telling me earlier today like she was like because i've got a um, girlfriend and um like um my mom was saying like you need to you need to do this traditional thing you need to do this traditional thing like cuz there's a concept called knocking i'm not yeah, sure yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. where you have to go with a family member to um the 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 girl's parents and basically say yeah i like your daughter and yeah I, um Basically, she's she's with me. Yeah, state yeah. your intentions. That your sounds intention. a bit bad, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Imagine knocking to the next man's door and this is my girl now. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have to do any of that traditional stuff or? Uh, yeah, 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 I did, I did. Um, funnily enough, like, cause my, my wife's Somali, so like, yeah. we're different cultures, but like, there's still a lot of similarities, I think, with, yeah. with a lot of um, African cultures in general, there's a lot of similarities regardless of... of, of where you're from and stuff so like yeah there was i think my initial thing was just meeting her mum and her auntie um but because um typically um she's she like um in their culture you don't really do the interest until you're looking to get married like okay and we were dating right. do you know i mean we dated for a little bit do you get me prior mm. to that so it was it was a bit um there was like that didn't happen immediately but when yeah those conversations were had um, yeah, that that definitely happened. That yeah. happened. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, and and I followed her 
her culture and her right. tradition because that's typically how you do it. You follow like the, 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 the woman's yeah, culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know I mean? yeah. So you did it the right way, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think respect people's cultures and traditions if you're marrying into it, like respect it as mm. much as you can. There's some things that are, that are maybe toxic or whatever. A bit outdated. A bit outdated <laughs> whatever, from your perspective. Yeah. But they serve the purpose at the time. Of course. Sometimes yeah, of they course. don't serve the purpose anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, man, I, I say respect it because you're buying into like, your fam- you're, you're buying into a family. Family, That's, yeah. that's your family now. Yeah, yeah literally. Like yeah. her family or my family, like legit, like I chill with them. Like her, um, like my brother-in-laws and stuff, like I do stuff with them mm. and chill like go mosque together pray whatever yeah business stuff like whatever like so you you defo strong ties that you start to develop and whatever you okay okay now the next time we have you on we're gonna have to get into the religion as well because yeah 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 yeah, i love a good religion yeah we we, we didn't (laughs) get into it as much but um yeah we'll have you on again anyway and then, then 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 we'll get into it but um yeah like it's been a very interesting discussion um definitely from somebody that's um, married as well like young people are so afraid of marriage you know Mm -hmm. when you hear that because it's because I think social media has shown so many people that are just out here while they're in relationships or while they're married like you're seeing married people cheating and this and that not that it wasn't happening before but it's just now that yeah, it's constantly being It's shown. constantly shown in your face. Like there's yeah. a video of <laughs> there's so, a video so of certain yeah. acts. Yeah. You know what I mean? People need to come off socials. That's what yeah, it is, honestly. Social like, media is listen, terrible. That is bro. another conversation. That's, that's a whole other one. A bad yeah. one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Social media and religion and we're gonna get into it the next conversation we have. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, man. But no, thank you for coming on. Please um let the people know where they can find you. Yeah, um, so yeah, you can find me on, um, well, I guess with my businesses first, like Dapper Chocolates, www.dapperchocolates.co.uk. This will be on the screen. Yeah, um, <laughs> you can you can find me on socials, um, uh, Kweku Dapper, so K-W-A-K-U-D-A-P-W-A-H underscore on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much me. Yeah. Um, follow up Dapper Chocolates on Instagram as well, Dapper Chocolates. Yeah, man. And um, yeah, you can make sure you go to um, youtube.com slash K the Infinite um, for the episodes. Um, we're going to be on Spotify, iTunes, all those things there as well. So make sure you're there. Follow me on um, Twitter at K the Infinite, Instagram, Instagram at K the Infinite, um, and head to the website, um, theinfiniteman101.com. And if you got this far, then shout out you <laughs> follow me at Miles Mikulski it's on the screen don't ask me what country I'm from <laughs> I will see you next time innit <laughs> peace and love